0: Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your host, The Real Joe Quinn, on this hump day Wednesday, uh, Mamba Day 824. As always, um, I hope you are enjoying your week so far. As always, on this Wednesday, we discuss the world of sports and pop culture. I'm joined by one Robert Sack. Mr. Sack, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well. How are you doing today, sir?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. Um, oh. I'm here, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. So I guess we got to a point where and I should have did this like probably uh weeks ago, maybe early in the summer, to where I should've just just carved out a segment for uh Kevin Durant because it's seemingly at least I would say seven out of like five out of the last six podcasts I've done. Uh, over the course of summer, had he's been some he's been involved in one of the topics some way somehow, and I thought coming into this week that that wasn't going to be the case, but that, but yesterday you see um, he and the uh, Brooklyn Nets decide that they're going to try you know give it a uh, give it a shot this year, so Durant along with the collaboration of Sean Marks and Josiah. Uh, where Kyrie Irving fits in who, who knows I don't even I, I'm not even worried about that but Joe side Kevin Durant, Shawn Marks Steve Nash I don't even care about Steve Nash either they're gonna try to give it a go for 2022-2023 um, this was seemingly like one of those situations where you go there's you know all this for nothing and Kevin Durant for the first time, I think I I would go back to, you know, the the late and great Kobe Bryant, that a superstar, and that's like that was like two thousand seven, that a superstar does not get his way when he demands a trade. I can I I was going through him yesterday, and this again, it's been, been a long time since we've seen a, a star player. left. I mean any of really, the yeah, you know, no, no, like that, Those are
1: two.
0: Yeah, not get their way in terms of forcing a trade, and I'm gonna tell you, Rob. I when I was going through this story and reading it I just couldn't help but just I was just laughing I was laughing because Kevin Durant is is a super talented basketball player we know what he can do on the court and businessman been successful cool but when you talk about his non basketball court exploits that involve basketball he's been terrible let's let's be honest whether it's picking the right teammate after leaving Steph Curry to join him forces with Kyrie Irving, he sucked at that. Whether it's now, whether it's picking help along with Kyrie, help picking a coach, uh, Steve Nash. You know, Steve Nash is not a legitimate coach. He sucked at that. Whether it, is not, whether it's now even trying to failing to force a trade up until uh, force a trade when stars get traded all the time, and when stars, when stars who force trades get traded all the time, he's even bad at that. So it's like it's really it's really remarkable. Kevin Durant can just play in terms of basketball stuff, not talking about business, but Kevin Durant just seems to be just great at basketball and just probably should just leave the other stuff alone. What are your thoughts?
1: Um so what are my thoughts on that or Kevin Durant stand?
0: So, Kevin Durant stand, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Um so uh you know, conversely, like, like uh, I think when I saw this one versus when I saw, like, he was out on trade, this one didn't shock me in any type of way. I mean, the reason why this was so bad was because everybody in this wanted all the things and it just didn't make any sense how everybody was going to get all the things. Kevin Durant wanted only to be traded to teams with a winning record, right? Okay but then within that you can't gut that team because then they're no longer the team that can win a championship. Okay. So you can't do that. But Then the teams also weren't willing to give up like assets that were remarkable to Brooklyn and they wanted to only give up a certain amount of draft picks. Well, okay. That doesn't make sense for Kevin Durant. And then, um, (laughs) then, then it just got weird. Um, and so, um, what you ended up having right now is a situation where no one could figure out what they wanted. Um, so everybody just said deuces. Um, and the Brooklyn S and Kevin Durant were look staring at each other. Um, and so uh, so this is a marriage of convenience for right now, but I actually I like this better because now we move from the theoretical to the actual, right? Like now, y'all gotta win. You gotta win. You gotta you gotta put this all together. And so my my big my biggest reaction was, we'll see you in the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see you there. Uh, so it, it will it will be what it is. I do not think they will win. So, no. you know, y'all be right back here next next season if you make it through the season.
0: Yeah, no, th- I mean, we listen the drama and all the extra shit. Extra shit is not over. We know that. We know this. this but is, now
1: this. we can move into the
0: practice. now we can yes now we can move to the on the court It's, like about, it's about, about building the
1: team. It's about what it's going to look like on the floor, and it's about putting it together and winning games for eighty two games, but not even that. It's about winning the championship. Right, the so. You know, it's the, like now we can move to the practical on that. So now I can't actually think about, um, oh, the Celtics whooping that Brooklyn ass again. Right. Making them all cry again.
0: So I'm, I'm actually, again, I'm thrilled that it came out to this way. It came out this way because I, like, I just think that, again, I did, another star forcing his way out kind of was getting tired of that. Um, I think it's I actually think it's good for the league. Now again, I don't know, and I'll I will touch on this later on in the program. I don't know what impact this is going to have in for the future in terms of trades and stuff like that. We're going to see, of course, we're going to see I guys force their way yeah. out. But this
1: has nothing to do with it. He just stupid about it. Like yeah. this has nothing to do with it. Do
0: it. I bad. I think that um, again, I think this is good for the league, and I just could be honest with you, if you're Kevin Durant, Right, and I, I frankly, whether you know he whether he thinks is not, he probably doesn't. Probably he's not happy right now. But whatever, who cares? This is great for Kevin Durant to me because you need to sit in your shit. That it's you you need you created this. You brought Kyrie in. You joined That's Kyrie. The rain, you joined Kyrie. No, no. I no. I, let me rephrase it. I'm 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 glad. I'm glad that Kevin Durant is is being at, least at the present moment being forced to lay in it, to, mm-hmm. to uh lay in the bed that he made. Yep. Like go out there. You are one of the best players in the world. You have talent on the team. Like yep. it's not mm-hmm. like the talent. The you have. You have a they, they have a very good team.
1: Yeah, no, uh, with a lot
0: of question marks, we understand that, but they still have pieces. Go out there and compete for a championship and lead your team. Like there you go. enough of this there you go. enough enough of this bailing out, enough of this looking for, you know, the front oh. door, the back door, the side door, enough of this shit. Like I'm that's why I'm happy about the situation. I'm like I'm sure Kevin Durant Kevin Kevin Durant certainly certainly is not thrilled. You can't
1: just get what you want because Oh uh, no,
0: because you no, that we like, we can't. do a profession where you just it just you can't get you're not gonna always get what you want. You just not gonna have, that's not real life. And I like and I don't care who you are. It's just this is not how this shit works. So go out there. You have a very good team. I I'm not buying Brooklyn stock at all. We know that. I didn't pick them to beat. like they. No, I'm not. They're not gonna win. We know that. But go out. At least go out there and compete for a championship. Go out there, grind it out, lead your team. You know, like from training camp on, and and and, and make it happen. Like I like so like this easy way out. This. Like I said, this all this shit. I was, it was tired of it. Now, again, I don't blame. Going back to some of his early career moves, I don't blame him for leaving Oklahoma City. But of course, you can't. You join a seventy-three win team. All right, then you leave. Then you leave Steph Curry to join with Kyrie Irving, which you know. So you've you've gotten your way the last you know five to six years. Now let's see how you can deal with not getting your way. So I I love it. Be honest with you, I think it's I think it's good for the league, um, for right now, and again, I I do I would like to see that team on the floor. Actually, with, with Ben Simmons, who knows? I mean, games they'll play together with injuries and just shit that seemingly seemingly just always happens with the with the Brooklyn Mets, But I actually intrigued by seeing them actually play basketball on the floor. Like I actually want to break down what they look like as a basketball team. And enough of this other. Nonsensical shit that we've been talking about for the last three months or uh, four months since it's since their season ended so it'll be again it'll be quiet for a couple of weeks until training camp ramps up um and then out you know we'll start a cycle of you know the, some probably some awkwardness in terms of guys who probably in Durant and Kyrie we did not expect to be there um you know those those you know those will be the hot training camp t- training uh, topics in September but for now we can just legitimately focus on on on, on basketball and what the nets will look like in 2022 2023 season so we continue our NFL preview uh, we shift to we're going to go north NFC north AFC north when going start start, of course, with the NFC North. Um, again, we broke I broke up into categories in terms of team to beat, Bridesmaids, 50-50 team, and the 20, and I now I changed the last place title to the 2023, 2023 team. So because you should be looking forward, if you're in the basement, you should be looking forward to 2023. So team to beat, without question to me, the Green Bay Packers. Um, they're coming off three coming off three straight thirteen win seasons. Two of those seasons, they were in the AFC Championship. Of course, they they had a just a dreadful loss to San Francisco last uh, last year at home. Um, it's frankly now never for Green Bay. They have one of the best players in football, certainly the best player in the division. With uh, in terms of Aaron Rodgers, for now four time MVP. Um, question, of course, questions about whether or not they could. What you know? How can they replace uh, Devontae Adams? Um, their receiving core is not exactly who's who. We talk about Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and also Christian Watson was the second round pick but they have again they have a very good coach. They have a legit potentially top five defense. I think I think I could make a case for their secondary being the best in the league um, look at that schedule non-conference at uh, non, non, non-divisional road games at Tampa at Buffalo, at Miami, um, I had their best ca- best case scenario winning the Super Bowl. Worst case, uh, not making the Super Bowl. And the reason why I put that is there's no in between, right? Like they is Super Bowl a bust for Green Bay? Like there's there's nothing anything less than a Super Bowl appearance would be a major disappointment when you've won thirteen games three straight years. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Packers going to twenty twenty two?
1: Yeah, I mean, like it is. It's as you said. It's Super Bowl or bust. They all, all, all the, th- all the things are there. Like it's just there's, there's actually not a whole lot of analysis here. We know, we know them. We know their story. We know their team, um, and uh we know where they're likely going to end up. They'll be in that NFC Championship game. I mean, like I think about the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's. The Ben burgers when they was on the AFC, they went to the championship. That's what they did. It's just that simple. Um, you're just the best player in that, in that um division by a mile and on the most in the most important position in the league. It just, it just, it get there's nothing else. <laughs> there's just nothing else. There's not they'll dominate this division, they'll sweep everybody. Um most of the teams are scared to death of them before they even hit the field. This division is nothing to them. Um, so the only thing to look to is the playoffs. And for Aaron Rodgers, they've just done it so many times. You run into, it's Only The only thing that matters is getting in the ring. It's the only thing that matters. <laughs> do I see it happening? No, I do not. But um, I don't know if we're, if we're at Super Bowl prediction yet. Um, but in terms of this division, they will dominate this division.
0: No, I, yeah, no, they're gonna win this division going away. Um and be in the
1: conference championship per yeah.
0: usual. And they again they'll they'll be in that twelve to fourteen win range uh, without quite injuries Absolutely. withstanding. Absolutely. Um can Aaron Rodgers like so I don't know, I'm sure people heard heard about this. So Aaron Rodgers has basically a bunch of new receivers, um Minus Devontae Adams. Again, they lost Scanlon. They, sc- they lost Valca- Valdez Scanlon and Devontae Adams, right? So he basically, I mean, he's basically dealing with a lot of new guys. Randall Cobb is at the end of the road. Sammy Watkins is, you know, doesn't have a lot left in the tank either, f- for that matter. So they're bring they have a bunch of young receivers that either were on the team that barely played last year or didn't, or just got drafted. Can he shut up publicly about ripping these guys? Like, I just don't understand. I don't understand what it accomplishes. Aaron
1: Rodgers motivates to publicly,
0: publicly media through the media to rip these guys. But I I don't. To me, that's not that's not leadership. The last
1: group of young receivers, he did he did that exact same thing. It's just Aaron Rodgers. He's always doing it. He's always done it. The more interesting fact to me is how eerily reminiscent this is to the end of Brett Favre's career. Because they're obviously switching to like a running game, more defensive style, yeah. and not an open passing game. And I think Aaron Rodgers will have a similar re- reaction to it. Even though they're different people, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers' careers are really mimicking each other right now.
0: I think Aaron Rodgers is playing, playing at a higher level than Brett Favre late.
1: Sure, sure, the sure. Brett Favre gets an NC championship game and lose. We bottom lining this, right?
0: We're not, I, got we're no, not, I got you. No, not,
1: I got you. No, we're I got you. Not doing the intricacies. Sure, sure, right. sure. Whatever. We bottom line it. He's not winning championships. Well, right, I
0: know you're talking, talking, talking about. about you're talking about just like Brad Barr. No, yeah, exactly. But you're talking about from a philosophical standpoint. I, I get it uh, from that standpoint that they're. In terms of their no, I'm just opposite.
1: talking about how their careers mirror each other. Each have one Oh No, they
0: have – No, they have. They, yeah, they I have mean, similar. both of
1: them, how many MVPs did Brett Favre yeah, have?
0: Brett has three. He has – no, they uh-huh, have very similar yep, careers. Yep. So, yeah. and, so,
1: and so then towards – now I'm watching the team shift away from them towards the end of their careers. Um, You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, is 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 just at that point where – you know, it's not about another MVP, it's not about anything but but Super Bowl. I'm the only chapter <laughs> and Rodgers has to play next is where he leaves the team. He tried that. Right? So I mean it's just it's it's just similar. It's just wild to me. Yeah. But yeah, he's always he's always talking about receivers, like always.
0: Um, so yeah, no, they and again, I think that's actually smart by the You have, I think, their defense will be. They again, they have an excellent defense. I think their defense. Yeah, is but amazing.
1: but you have a Hall of Fame quarterback that's played one way. That's the thing.
0: True, true.
1: They, they don't enjoy that. They don't true. enjoy that
0: shift. I wonder. Do. I mean, again, I wonder.
1: they, don't. How, they I, don't enjoy that shift. I
0: I don't know if you I don't know if he'll dislike the shift if the receivers are not as productive and that's the way to win. Like I don't know if he, I don't, know, I don't, I don't, I don't think Rogers is a. What a, in a, what world has it not
1: been? In what world has his entire tenure not been all about Rogers?
0: No, I get, I get what you're saying, but he's also.
1: If that winning isn't because of him, come on now, real.
0: Come on. If they win, he's going to get the credit. Like that's making no mistake about it. If they win, that yeah,
1: thing. but it won't be because of him. That's
0: I, the I, no, I disagree.
1: Okay, okay. You was just about to crush Rodgers for crushing his receivers and not call him a leader, and now he's going to be all about the team, running game, and defense, not a chance.
0: I don't see. I, don't, I disagree with that. Yep. I, no, I, you I, you, you, you no. I don't, your point. I don't, I don't think I I disagree with that. I don't, think he, I, don't, he, I don't think he cares about the numbers. I don't it think he, he cares about you're, the yards.
1: You're 9, being absolutely crazy right now. He cares about not throwing interceptions. Right. No. From that
0: standpoint, don't say, i not saying he's not caring about getting five thousand yards and four. I don't. No. No.
1: I, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the reason for winning because of him. They're shifting to defense and running. That is not quarterback centric. It just isn't. It takes the ball out of his hands. It gives credit to another unit. All I'm saying is, look at Aaron Rodgers' history. It's about Aaron Rodgers. Right. And so, I'm not saying they don't win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that, even though I'm saying that. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. But, But, I'm saying that I remember when that shift happened for Brett Favre, and it worked for a second, and then he was not excited about it. Shift happened for Peyton Manning. Shift happened for to Tom. Shift, shift, shift. For those Hall of Fame quarterbacks, they play a certain way. They do not like it. Dan Marino. We can go down the list. They just don't like it. You gotta be a certain type of dude to be a quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers is like the most one of those dudes ever.
0: So you you think this can lead to him chirping in the media and things of that nature? Oh, you of course, some, some so he'll do that.
1: I mean, he'll do that. Actually, um, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's interesting. I. Like, I truly I mean like it's whatever it's whatever I mean like Aaron Rodgers will do all those different things he'll find something to be irritated and upset about this will absolutely but, be no, here's
0: my big question if if he's putting up like very good numbers and they're like 10 and 2 and you know cruising to like home field events stuff like that would you think he'll be like you think he's making a big but, dude,
1: He'll be. he'll be very passive aggressive
0: got you okay Okay. I mean I, I wouldn't no, it wouldn't certainly is we his personality we would not be surprised or shocked by that. Um the wise made in his division, some people some people are crazy enough to pick them actually to, to uh, overtake Green Bay. I think that's insane. Uh the Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota of course coming off a year where they lost a bunch of close games. It came out in off season that Kirk Cousins and, and uh Zimmer didn't really care for each other, particularly Zimmer not caring for Kirk Cousins. Uh they were eight nine last year, played a bunch of again, lost a bunch of close games. They seemingly every week Minnesota was in a one-score game or a wide game. Yeah, they were. Um yeah. Cousins as a Viking, um, 124 touchdowns, 36 interceptions. That's his career as a Viking. Been the Pro Bowl a couple times. Has relative played bre- relatively well, but we know but we know what the ceiling it is for Kirk Cousins. They have a lot of pieces on offense that are very good. Uh Jefferson's one of the best receivers in the league um they Dillon,
1: still he's amazing
0: yes ailing can still play even if he's getting up yeah. there in age irv smith jr tight end is night is very good cook when he's on the field can be as, as dynamic of a running back as it, there is in the league has, has some injury issues uh they have a new defensive coordinator at donatel coming off a season where they've given up 400, 400 plus points um in back-to-back years that's what uh, the, that's that's, that's just, why Zimmer hate. That's fight, why Zimmer got fired. Yes, without no right yeah. question.
1: Because Cousins took up so much of his cap, he couldn't improve that defense. No, and for average play. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. That, no that, yeah. That, yeah, that that,
1: that's what's talking about Cousins. Like, yo, come on, home. You're an a quarterback. Why are we paying you all this money? I can improve this defense. Yeah,
0: no, that that yeah that that, that makes makes perfect make perfect sense. Uh, from that in terms of that relationship, added Zadarius Smith. Talented but injury prone. They still have Danielle Hunter, Hunter uh obviously a, t- a top player and Harris Smith at the safety positions at the safety position. Uh their non division road, road schedule at Philly, at Miami, at Buffalo. I have them best case ten and seven, worst ten and seven wild card, worst case eighty nine again missing the playoffs. What are your thoughts on the right? That
1: that eighty nine missing the playoffs. Yeah. That's the one. That that's the one. Without like truly analyzing their schedule, this feels like a yeah. This feels like an eight. This mm, I want to I want to go uh I want to go what we say eight nine. So yeah, so eight nine. Yeah, whatever's the losing side of
0: that. I would lean towards eight nine. But yeah, seven, that seven. that
1: that's that's the one. Yep, that's the one.
0: Yeah, I mean listen, Minnesota's got their team. They're they're gonna be there. are A handful of teams that you'll see that that will be in a bunch of games, play a bunch of wild games. And be in that eight, nine, nine, and eight range. They have
1: a lot of great talent.
0: They They have have a lot lot because they have a lot, lot, yes, a lot
1: lot of fantastic talent, yes, yes,
0: especially offensively. Yes,
1: yep, yep.
0: So, all the
1: shiny toys they should
0: do. It will hinge Nobody's
1: worried about them.
0: No, no, no,
1: not good teams.
0: No, no, the top, yeah, top teams are not worried about uh, uh, not not worried about Minnesota. Uh, the fifty-fifty team, uh, the Chicago Bears. Um, they, of course, they their season is going to hinge on Justin Fields' development. They, uh, of course, they have a lot, along with a lot of other teams, a few other teams, of course, have a new coaching staff. Uh, Rob's favorite coach is out. <laughs> He's out. They bring in, bring, in, bring, in, bring in a new coach, new new general manager. Um, they
1: got uh, home. Boy's name?
0: Yeah, I forgot his name too. I literally forgot his name. I forgot. Oh, I, I remember. Yeah, I literally, uh, Ryan Pace with the general match. I literally forgot the head coach's name. I'm sorry. Yep. I, that's how. Yeah, that's how bad he was. Yep. Um uh, have some pieces on defense. Uh, they lost a lot of pieces on defense, but they Raquan Smith, Robert Quinn. Um, I'm just I look at their schedule at uh their non divisional schedule at the Patriots at the Cowboys. Uh I um they also have home games against the Niners and the Bills. Um they I mean they easily could have been a team that, you know, if, if Detroit wasn't Detroit, they could they would have been in, in the category of the 2020, 2023, playing for twenty twenty three. They uh, I had them me and this might be too kind, six and eleven at best, more than likely four and thirteen. Um I just don't see it with this team. I, I just they just they don't have they just don't have a lot of talent. Like that that they just don't have a lot of talent. Uh the new we'll see about the new coaching staff and new general manager. We know how that normally goes when teams change both coach and general manager. It doesn't normally go well in the first year. Um so right now they're they're, they're about Rob, they're about five to eight hopeless franchises in the NFL right now, and I think the Bears are falling into that category.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Like, I just have no faith in what this team can do and what this team will I I just, just I don't I mean I'm not saying Justin Fields doesn't have talent. He has talent, but where's the, the culture, the development, like, you know, um yeah. Like I, I just I just don't see it. And especially at the especially at the uh they lose Allen Robinson. They brought in Byron Pringle, you know, nice. <laughs> so it's it's like this guy is gonna get the, the shit kicked out of him again this year if he can stay on the field. Um they don't mess around turning, he's gonna be the next, you know, David Carr. Uh, they I mean, they're gonna mess around and run him out the leave from a just a physical injury standpoint because he's just they they just like they they just don't know how to protect him. And again, I don't see nothing with the Bears that makes me that they to me if I like if I'm Green Bay, Minnesota, I'm looking at the Bears as an automatic win and we get to the other 2023 team, the pervert the, you know perennial basement dwellers, the uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, of course, head coach by Dan Campbell, who amazingly still has a job, but that just shows you the ineptitude of the franchise. They were three and thirteen last year. Uh, good offensive line, excellent rushing attack. They did, as a team, have over eighty, close to nineteen hundred yards rushing. Um. Uh, they brought in D.J. Clark uh, as a free agent receiver and also drafted Jameson Williams, who, by the way, is coming off an ACL tear in the national championship game against um, Georgia. Uh, Jared Goff is, is Jared Goff. Uh, they drafted the, they had the number one draft pick, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, who a lot of you don't even believe was the best defensive player that should have, should have been the, the top defense player that should have been taken. Um, Their schedule, uh, non-divisional, Matt, non division road games at the Patriots at Dallas. I don't even think it matters with the schedule. They're going to be, I had, and maybe again, I might have been kind, four and thirteen or two and fifteen. Um and they, and but by, by the way, their their, their highlight will be the fact that they're on the hard knocks HBO right now, which, you know, you know, that 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 to me would be the highlight this season. It was funny. I watched like five minutes of it. Um Campbell. You know, you know, you know, He's the he. If you if you have rah rah guy written in, in the dictionary or a picture of a rah rah guy coach in the dictionary, it's Dan Campbell. You know, I can't wait to see you guys game. We can't wait to watch you play. We can't wait. It's just, it's just like man. We just you're just a salesman, and I'm not buying it. It's just I'm not that. Just I'm just not buying the whole over the top WWE type personality and just nah. You're not Bill Parcells, man. Like I, I'm just not like. Nah, is not buying it at all. It was one segment of the program. He was like, "You know what pissed me off? That will really just I would just lose it if I see some guys if it's a late in the game preseason and you got we got our third and fourth string guys busting their ass and you guys are on our sidelines looking up in the stands I'm like sure Dan, sure like what." <laughs> That's, that's where the Lions are at right now, Rob. You have any thoughts on the Lions?
1: Um, three, what's the three? I have best three, case four
0: and 13, uh, or two and 15 is worst case. Two and 15, excuse me. Oh,
1: three and 14 is where I see them.
0: Three and 14, okay. Well, we're about to understand we're that. Four, two, yeah yep. Yeah. So, looking at the division again, you have two teams that are just two of the worst franchises right now in the league. In a division where it's it's, it's kind of like an all nothing division. Green Bay who will contender, Detroit and and uh, Chicago bottom feeders, Minnesota kind of like that in between. That in between team that has a that has a chance to be decent, but we don't. They're not a threat to do anything serious. So, this is Green Bay's division to lose. And um, if Aaron Rodgers stays out right, they're not. You know, they'll be where we expect them to be um, in terms of that. From that standpoint. A much more fascinating division, uh, the AFC North. Um now, I went back and forth. I'd be curious on who you had at the team to beat, because I kinda went I went back and forth like two or three times. Um yeah. I had the Ravens as a team to beat in this division.
1: Oh yeah, I agree with that thing
0: um, And I love Cincinnati. You know I love Cincinnati and love the, the quarterback, of course. But I had the Ravens as a team to beat. I had Cincinnati as the Bridesmaids, uh, Steelers as a 50-50 team. Well, the Browns as a 50-50 team, and the Steelers as looking forward to 2023. So getting to the Ravens. So the Ravens come off a year similar to Minnesota where they lost a bunch of wild, one score games. Uh, Ravens were eight nine last year. They lost six one score games. Um, the over their over under was nine is nine and a half. We know they had a just rash of injuries to the secondary and to the running backs, uh, of course, and even to Lamar Jackson towards the end of the season where he missed like the last four games. Um, of course, big question coming into this season. Will Lamar Jackson be signed by week one? We know that he represents himself. That's been kind of like the black cloud hanging over the, the offseason with that with that team. I don't see Lamar Jackson sitting out. So um, even if he's not signed, let's just let's go with just assuming he's going to be on the field. What they have, uh, of course, Lamar Jackson. I, again, I understand Lamar Jackson from a statistical standpoint did not play well in terms of you look at his numbers, but I actually thought that he threw the ball better than he had in his entire career from a, just uh from a standpoint of technique and and what have you. I actually think he took a, I, I think the numbers, his numbers throwing were deceiving considering again, the offensive line was not very good and he had no other than Mark Andrews, no weapons that, would scare any team. Hollywood Brown. I'm not a big Hollywood Brown fan. He's okay. Uh I think on a good team he's a number three. Um, of course they lost Hollywood Brown in the offseason. But I'm not as hard. I'm not going to be as hard on Lamar Jackson as the general public as far as, as far as his where his skill set. I think Lamar Jackson's a franchise quarterback. I think Lamar Jackson you could win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson if with the right culture, with the right type of philosophical culture pieces around them. Um, They, uh, again, they'll get their running backs back. They upgraded the, they kind of, they tweaked and upgraded the offensive line. They had a great draft. They have a uh, secondary should be back, but the pass rush is not what it used to be, especially in their heyday when they were legitimate top 10 defense for about 20 years in that five to 10 range. Um, their non divisional schedule, road schedule at New England, at Tampa, at New Orleans. Other than that, the schedule is very soft. It's a very soft schedule, to be honest with you. I had them, best case scenario, 13 and four, divisional playoffs. Worst case, nine and eight, missing the playoffs. What are your thoughts on the Ravens?
1: Yeah, I'm going to put them at 12 and five, just under us. Um, and, you know, their threat is all about Lamar's health. Uh, but they're, they're definitely a threat
0: to the Bills. No, I mean, no, no question about it. Um, where are you at with, like, what do you expect out of Lamar Jackson this year?
1: I mean, I think Lamar would be fine. I think it's, I mean, again, it's his health. It's just, it's all about the health. It just really is all about the health. So I think, um, you know, he plays most of the games. He's an MVP candidate. He gets injured and the Ravens go, uh, they they go not down the twos because they definitely compete even when he's not in there because they're used to competing with him, not in there. Um, but, you know, their their chances of getting to the conference championship even dip significantly if he's not there. So, I mean, he's he is the most valuable player to his team. Probably outside of Aaron Rodgers, um, but but uh, he's he's just the most valuable player in his team. The entire team is built around him and his skill set and what he can do. So he'll have a great year if he's healthy.
0: If he's healthy, do you think they're a Super Bowl contender?
1: I mean, they're not beating us for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they can be in a conference championship.
0: Team, Mr. Sapp has not lost the Bills any confidence in oh, the Bills no, since, since our gotcha. last podcast. Oh,
1: no. Everybody's second to us. <laughs> We're in the Super Bowl, so everybody is second to us.
0: Period. So, so in the bridesmaid uh, position again, I think Easy could have been team to beat in this division. Uh, like I guess told you, I went back and forth a couple times with this with these two teams. The Bengals, we know Joe Burrow is a franchise guy, uh, future, future superstar quarterback. Excellent skill position players. Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon. Um now, of course, they got tweaked they got they did tweak the offensive line. They got Kappa and and Karras. They have three new offensive line starters off a the line. They gave up fifty one sacks last year. Their over and under is nine and a half. Um, they had a great run defense last year. Secondary is still not it's still dicey. Um their non-conference divisional road schedule uh, at Dallas, at New Orleans, at Tennessee, at Tampa, at New England. They have a bull schedule the last five games. Um, you know, handling expectations. They're not going to sneak up on anybody this year. And everybody's best, chance, best shot. I, I, especially, I especially like watching teams after they lose the Super Bowl, see how they handle it. Sometimes, of course, we've known for years upon years that there's been kind of like a mental letdown. The differences with this team is they have a they a, a, a just insanely talented young quarterback who can to who should be able to kind of like negate that 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 part of the deal. Um best case I had him 12 and five AFC championship. Worst case nine and eight missing the playoffs. What are your thoughts on the Bengals?
1: Um and, I, and I'm on record on this. I remember talking about this. Um I I expect a young team that makes uh, makes it that far to just naturally take a step back. The Bengals will be fine. I just think they're going to take a step back this year and be um and be uh eclipsed in the division by the Bengals. I mean by um, Baltimore. Right. So what is that? I'm thinking like a uh, 11 and 6 record, 12 and 5. Yeah, eleven six. It would have to be probably in a you playoff think,
0: spot. They'll be in the playoffs. They'll be in the playoffs. Okay, I think well, the Bengals will make, make the playoffs. Yeah, I think the Bengals will make the playoffs. I think just Burrow, Burrow's just too good. I, I just think you, this guy is just a special talent, and they have a number of pieces. Great, just they have some great individual pieces on both sides of the ball. Uh, we even saw how how well the defense played, especially in the AFC Championship against Cleveland, not Cleveland, uh, Kansas City. Um, second, in the second half of that game in particular. Um, so I like, I like the Bengals culture. I like their culture, uh, and I like the direction that they're going in. And again, that quarterback is he's different. Um, again, like, expectations, you know, uh, difficult schedule. So we'll, we'll see. But I, I fully expect them if Burrow's healthy for them to make the playoffs. 50-50 team. I had the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we know Watson's going to be out the first eleven games. Um, they were eight-nine last season. Jacoby Brissett will be the starter until Watson gets back. They added Amari Cooper. We know they are loaded on both lines of scrimmage. They have a great offensive line on defense. Denzel Ward is a top corner. Garrett is a top, uh, Miles Garrett is a top defensive player. Could have been defensive player of the year last year. I think me and you both had him as our defensive player of the year. Um their non-divisional road schedule at Miami, at Buffalo. Uh I thought I looked at the schedule. It's a very manageable schedule. It's not out of the runs of possibility that they're five and six before Watson gets back. Um I had them best case nine and eight missing the playoffs, worst case seven and ten uh missing the playoffs. I, I don't think they're making the playoffs. But I think I will make this prediction. I think when Watson does get back, that they will still be in a hunt to make the playoffs. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with not making the playoffs that, uh, that, um, that, uh, the absence of Watson would be too much to overcome because they don't have anything behind him. Um, so I think I think that is I think that is, what it, I think that is what it is. and so without consistent quarterback play, as we've seen, Cleveland is even with all that talent an average team. And so that's probably what I expect of them because I think even when Watson gets back, I think they don't even understand what is coming for them um, with the media crush and public opinion and all the pressure that that will bring. Um, so I think I think. Eight and nine at best, to be honest with you, and probably below that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, whatever their record is, they're not, they're not going to make the playoffs. I just don't think. I just there's too much to overcome. They, in the bottom line, is they don't have a strong culture to begin with. So it's like we're talking about a team that would need everything to go right, and, and again, with the AFC is brutal as it is, they would need everything to go right to make the playoffs, even if Watson was on the field. Considering what's go- what the media swarm and everything that's going to come with uh, this whole entire situation, so I definitely there, there's no way they can survive 11 games without Watson. Percent we know is a veteran, you know, veteran backup. Not horrible, but you know, still he's still a backup. Um, they, you know, I they absolutely should you know again should be amongst. In terms of philosophically, just run the ball. I don't care against eight, nine man fronts. Like you have the great offensive line, you have top running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, run, just run the ball. I don't like again. I don't care if you get getting two or three yards the first two quarters. I'm doing. I'm playing. To, you, we talked about Green Bay earlier, playing to their defense and running game. Cleveland is the ultimate should have uh, is the ultimate team that should play to their defense and running attack. So that I mean to me that's very simple from a tactical standpoint, uh if you're if you're the Cleveland Browns on what you should do, especially without uh Deshaun Watson. Um in a rare appearance as a basement team, a team looking ahead to for twenty twenty three, this I mean, this is you don't see this about maybe once every two or three decades, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, so Pittsburgh Steelers last year of course were nine and seven um made the playoffs by just luck, just plain luck. Let's be honest with you; they were not a playoff caliber team. And then they got they got their asses handed to them by, of course, Kansas City. Um, again, Pittsburgh. You know who's the quarterback? You're talking about a rookie and Pickett, Mason Rudolph, Mr. Trubisky. Good luck with that. They have excellent skill position players. They they there's still some talent on this team. Uh, very good receivers. Najee Harris is a Pro Bowl caliber running back. We know what Watt and Fitzpatrick are. Watt one of the best defensive players in the league. Uh Fitzpatrick still is very good, very good corner. Uh couldn't stop the run last year at all. We look at their uh divisional schedule, non uh conference road schedule at Buffalo, at Miami, at Philly, at Indianapolis. I had them best best case six and eleven. Uh worst case, probably, you know, five and twelve, four and thirteen. Here's the thing about Pittsburgh. So, I was looking this up because I was curious how' cause, you know how consistent they've been they're la- they they're, they had years where they've missed the playoffs and went eight eight, but they really haven't had a horrible season You gotta go back to like two thousand three when they were six and ten um in terms of they were just got awful this is a it, this is a franchise that does they they're not playing for twenty twenty three they don't have that mindset. Uh, at all Tomlin you, you, No That's just not how He's built It's not the, the mentality You know The standard is the standard They'll fight You know what I'm saying They'll fight and claw And they'll be scrappy But When you don't have a quarterback Especially in this division In this conference You just have zero chance What are your thoughts on the Steelers this year? Yep Great
1: culture But Who is your quarterback? Just that simple.
0: What would be the ideal quarterback like? What would be the ideal situation for them in terms of how they navigate their quarterbacks? If you're if you're Tomlin, like what oh. like
1: you talking about like for the future?
0: No, no, no. I'm talking about this year.
1: There is no ideal quarterback situation. Sometimes you can't sugarcoat this. There's always a dip when your Hall of Fame retires. Yeah. There is no ideal situation. There's nothing.
0: I don't mean, no, up. I mean from a standpoint, do you want to do you want would you want to see Pickett immediately on the field or do you want to just just let the two veterans get destroyed and let Pickett just sit this year? I truly don't think
1: it matters, though. Pickett's not anything
0: special. Right. So okay. you don't you don't okay. No, gotcha. I don't think yep. it matters. Yeah.
1: But yeah, you go veterans and then you let the young boy seize it.
0: Yeah, no, Pittsburgh again. This is going to be I, again. I and Pittsburgh fans are just uh, certainly a tough pill to swallow. They're not used to this position. But listen,
1: retired. Yeah, you
0: you lost. Yeah, you lost a yeah. Hall of Fame quarterback. Period. Everybody, everybody goes through it. If anybody has lost a Hall of Fame quarterback, unless unless you found unless you're San Francisco and Green Bay and followed up with another Hall of Fame quarterback, there's going to be a dip. That's it. So there's not like the England's going the going through it now. So that's just that, yeah. it is what. Life. Go ahead, you gonna say something? Nah. But it is what it is. I mean, you can't. Those you know, those guys don't grow on trees. Like that's that's, that's ask you know, ask you know, ask Miami. Uh, you know, still trying to find a guy. You know, twenty years later after Marino retired in, in uh, ninety nine, so it was it's going to have it was going to happen eventually. Um, they again, they will be in the hunt. Uh, for the number one pick, uh seemingly or for a top uh, maybe a, there's a lot of pride there. Maybe not for the number one pick per se, but definitely for like a you know, top seven, eight pick, top ten pick, some somewhere in that in that range. Uh I might have been a little too high with the with the record. Uh can you see Pittsburgh four and thirteen?
1: Uh five and twelve feels about right for them. Right. So sure. <laughs> Bounce here, bounce there. Well, five and twelve feels about right for them. Like you said, they'll fight. They'll fight. And that's fine, of course.
0: Yeah, they're 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 just in the wrong division, the wrong conference, not to have a quarterback right? like that. That I mean, that conference, the is, wrong
1: uh, era,
0: the wrong era. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. era, not to have a top for quarterback.
0: No. No, no, that that's that's not that's not what's going um, going to cut it in in twenty twenty two in the NFL. Um, Kobe Bryant. Of course, this is 824, Mamba Day. Um, two years, you know, nearly two and a half years following the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and nine other people, other members of friend of his friends and family, probably his friends and family. Of course, Gia, you know, Gia, uh Back in you know December, excuse me, January twenty twenty two, January twenty twenty. Um, you had Mama Day today. Yesterday marked Kobe Bryant's birth. It would have been Kobe Bryant's forty fourth birthday. Uh, same born the same year as me, nineteen seventy eight. Um, I was watching. Uh, they had you know the Utah game, his last game on NBA TV yesterday, last night. Um, one of the just it's like. It's almost like he's become a mythical figure in our culture. Like I I, 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 didn't realize that this was. I didn't think. I guess I was naive not to think that something like this was going to happen after like right at you know when, when that tragedy took place. But his popularity, his what's happened after his death has just almost not made you think about his career, but just almost taken his. Like I said, like like I said, he's become almost like a mythical figure. When you see how much revered he is by everybody, uh ex players, current players, um, people all over the world, uh, what are your thoughts, like as we look at like two years later, in terms of where Kobe Bryant or where people how people view Kobe Bryant now versus before he before that that tragic uh yeah, I, I mean, I, I think when we, we,
1: we, we talked about it. I mean, I think is I think when, I mean, when we were able to talk about it, I think we. I mean, it was definitely on radio or anything, Not radio. Um, definitely on the podcast or anything. It was just when we were talking about it. Um, he went from legend to immortal. He's an immortal. It's that simple.
0: Yeah, um, I was thinking about this. Like, like, I'll you know, sometimes I work out in the gym and you'll put on, you know, just you look at extra motivation, things like that, or just in general, like, remember we were talking about the Godfather and you see these companies around the country, around the world using principles from the Godfather as a means to run a successful company. And I'm not talking about, of course, killing anybody, but just, you know, just basic operating principles. You look at the Mamba mentality, and it really—you know—some of the stuff he says uh, in some of these motivational videos really could be applied to any aspect of life. I mean, it goes beyond sports. Like, it's really like he really could have, like, if he wanted to. I like, he really could have been again so many talents. You know, you know, he wins an Oscar with the writing and what have you. But he easily could have been a motivational speaker, like like that is again somebody anybody again just looking for any type motivation type motivation and just, it's so he was it was so precise about it wasn't just like the we talked earlier about Dan Campbell the ride ride and all that no this is like you need to do this that this give me a reason why it's going to work or tell you why it's not going to work and just how just how detailed and he was and the, the focus it, just, it really is incredible just how he had everything just broken down. And, you know, I heard one of his videos, he was like, you know, I didn't have the you know, when I missed those those air balls in Utah, I knew I had to I knew I had to get stronger. Um didn't have the biggest hands, so I knew I had I had to do this, I had to do that. Like he had every aspect of his training, of how he, he you know, sleeping, of everything just broken out to Almost scientifically it's, it's, I mean it's remarkable to, to like to, to see to watch, to like to listen to to be honest with you. it's kind of inspirational to be perfectly honest which I know of course I'm biased as a, as a Kobe Bryant you know fanatic and a lifelong Laker fan but uh, again any, like anybody in any walk of life you can look at some of these look at, with some of the stuff that he said and could apply it to parts of your life and be successful uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Um Real, I'm just gonna let you go. Kobe's great, you know. I think Kobe's great. You you, you have a lot of thoughts on this. Go ahead.
0: Oh no, I just no, I, I no. I said, I mean, I said what I said like that. It's it's just oh, okay. No, no. I'm yeah, going
1: yeah. it. I mean, there's nothing there. You said everything. It's great. Whenever you, you sense the word.
0: Question for Seth. How will Durant's situation affect player empowerment? You said zero. Chance, like. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm more way on the lower side now because he stayed, right? Like, And so, um, what? Uh, I mean, like, with objectivity. Honestly, like, here's my, my uh, conspiracy theory. I think this was engineered by the NBA to try to get revenge on the NFL for their offseason. But whatever, because this there was a lot about, a lot of do for nothing. Like, zero happened. Like, nothing happened. Um, Just a lot of running people's mouths. Everybody got... Lots of uh, hits off of this. Everybody got lots of ratings off of this. Of course, I'm being facetious, Um, but it was much to do about nothing. So ultimately, this will shift nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, Because you got the perception that ownership kind of won in the end, and Durant took a little bit of L. Um, But um, in terms of how the overall dynamics of the situation went, the reason why nothing could happen was because because Durant put himself in a less powerful position. Let's just say that. He was at the beginning of a contract, not at the end of the contract. He didn't have impending free agency to loom over a team's head. He signed a four-year deal. Whatever. Anyway, um, and then and then just went weird with how he was asking and all the, it was just it just so I think what what this does do. Is this will impact teams' desire to team certain players together? Like I said, I think that like this situation, the entirety of the situation, not just Durant. This has just been weird. Um, the entirety of the situation put a death to the um, the the um, the three the, the three team era. Um, Brooklyn is just holding on to, I don't even know what they're holding on to. Um, but um, so I think that, that's a dumb now. In terms of superstars being able to get the different demands that they want, if they play it smart, nothing has changed. I guess if you play it as, as dumb as Durant or as in uh, inconceivable, what's another word? Um, just inelegant As he played it, then you probably teams can probably, um, you know, I think about when Carmelo forced his way out and the next day were like, that was stupid. And so I think teams have gotten smarter um, about that. And this just solidified that smartness. Like, nah, we're not doing that. There's no, there's no win in it. Um, But in terms of a superstar playing his power, right. um, And maximizing that. I don't think there's, uh, there's been no change
0: there. Yeah, I mean, the superstars are always going to have the most power. Um, I do I, – I think you made a great point in terms of teams, I think, in 2022 are just a lot smarter. There are more smart teams in the league than they were, say, five, ten years ago. And, like, we, we spoke about this throughout the course of the season. There's been a shift in terms of culture as far as people – teams are more culture and foundation-based – than they have been in the past. Now, of course, you know you we need you need Giannis to win. You need so-and-so to win. Tatum, so on. Good, great. We, you, we all know that's common sense. You need great players to win. But teams are not going to destroy culture for individual glitz or individual or, or a dream. That's what the Nets have been. They've been a, a dream, per se, that looks good on paper, that looks good. The ideal of the Nets looks great, but team like you again. Like I said teams, these Memphis, Boston teams like that, teams of that ilk are just not going to just go and be like, you know what? We're going to go all in for Kevin Durant and what have you, and just give up our whole team. And no, that's those days are done. Like those 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 days are over. Um, and that perfectly leads me into who won the week, and I think. I can make a case of who won the summer with the NBA. Like, the NFL, again, the regular season is, is coming up. Once the regular season starts, it's all about the NFL. We know this. But in terms of the summer and the headlines and everything that we talked about, every, even with this podcast, everything that you heard for the most part, it was all about the NBA. Whether it's Durant, Kyrie, LeBron's contract, new contract ex, uh, ex, extension, uh, you know, Nick stuff, Utah stuff, Gobert, all, all that. The NBA won the summer and, and, and won the week. And on two different levels, not only with the attention standpoint, but again, having Durant and and those guys stay in Brooklyn, uh, stay in Brooklyn and the kind of like the owners and the team finally getting somewhat, the uh, you want to call it the better of the superstar player and not getting his way. So I had the NBA win a week. What you, do you think about that?
1: I think you confirm my conspiracy theory better than I could. Doesn't it make sense? Doesn't it make sense? The NBA does the offseason. They know how to do it. And they know how to do it well. I remember a conversation we had when the NFL was popping off. We said, huh, what could the NBA possibly do to match this? Well, Evan Durant asked out for a trade. And everybody talks about it for the entire offseason. And then, to your point, best of both worlds. We get the conversation for the entire offseason, and we still have a championship contending team intact. All this talk for nothing. So um, I'll I, I light off the conspiracy and just say the NBA knows how to do the offseason. They do it very well. They do it very well. I wish they could put that much effort into their regular season.
0: <laughs> well, you know, you, it'd be nice, you know, keep the players on the floor. So, you know, it, that that'll be, you know, that'll be a start. Uh, did you have a biggest disappointment?
1: No, I didn't have any. I,
0: I was well, I was gonna wait till you got off the shirt to say this, but I, I, I'll scrap, I'll scrap what I, what I was gonna say. You know, I come out, I have, I do have I, the Cleveland. You so there was a father son. Uh, Cleveland Brown fans who had a sign that said "Let Watson uh, play Watson." F those hoes. Father, son. The father is about had to be probably mid thirties, early forties. Son is about ten to twelve years old with a sign like that. That was to me the biggest disappointment. So, you know, I don't blame I don't blame the kid at all. Clearly, he's following his father. But yeah, that. Pretty disappointing to see something like that, considering you know, considering what transpired with Sean Watson and just the lack of respect for women in general. Just, yeah. just, but there's you know.
1: always going to be a few.
0: no yeah, No, no, you're right. No, it's that's not you know, it's not a shocker at at all. Mm-hmm. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. As always, we'd like to thank Robert Sat for joining the podcast.
1: All right, sir. Appreciate you. See you next time.
0: No problem. Of course, this podcast will be up. Uh, will be up before night. You know, up tomorrow morning. Um, we will uh, continue our previews of the NFL next week. Uh, may have a bonus podcast, bonus podcast, from this weekend. So stay tuned to that. Um, and have a great, great rest of your evening. Have a great, great rest of your week.